What's up, everybody? We're finally back after a one-month hiatus for the He Said, She Said podcast, episode number 18. I am your host, Reality Steve, is joined, as always, by my co-host, Ashley Spivey. Ashley, how are you? So refreshed. I know. you. We got some things to talk about <laughs> with you. Uh, I was out of town, and then I was sick, and then you went out of town, but you went to Cabo with Steve. I did. How yep. was Was that just... It looked like it was for little R&R, right? It was just for fun? Yes. We have been dying to do a vacation. We're pretty busy all the time. I feel like I never really get a chance to spend like good quality time with Steve. And he's been stressed out. I've been stressed out. So it was nice to just get away for a week. How was Cabo? It was amazing. Although I have to say... So one of the reasons why we planned this trip is we actually went to L.A. first because I'm a huge fan of the show You're the Worst. And someone who follows me saw that and they invited me and Steve to come to the You're the Worst finale party because they aired their last episode ever. And so we got to go and see that. And it's like the highlight of my life. (laughs) Is that a Netflix show or a Hulu show? What is it? So it's on FX, but oh, on you, FX. Hmm. yeah, you can catch up on it if you watch Hulu. It's, four seasons are on Hulu, and then the fifth season is on the FX app. Gotcha. And so you did that in LA, then you went to Cabo, and that was fun. Yeah, I all we basically did was we'd wake up every day, eat breakfast, work out, go lay by the pool read books, have some drinks, go to dinner, be in bed by 10. That like <laughs> hearing that you describe that vacation, like that's would be me on vacation if I go somewhere <laughs> tropical. Like I'm we not talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, we did talk about it before. Like I have no interest in going sightseeing and going and when I'm on vacation spending all day going to a bunch of different sites and seeing like no, I'd rather do what you do. Just wake up, have a nice little workout, go to lunch, you know, if I, I, I've always been interested in zip lining. I'd like to zip line at some point. Um, but then, yeah, just I'd much rather lounge by a pool and get drinks and then go to a nice dinner and then come back to the room. That's a vacation to me. I don't need to yeah. be busy on vacation seeing no. a bunch of things. That's just not me. But trust me, I get people that do that. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just it's not it's not for me. It's not what I would rather do on vacation. Just much well, rather I relax. Think it- it's one thing if you're like going to Europe or something I still and like mm. <laughs> <laughs> 14 hours. Yeah. <laughs> for like, 14 hours to cool. sit, to sleep. But that's the thing. I, that's why, that's why a Europe vacation to me isn't, it's not on the top of my list of things, of places to go. I, my first, you gotta, you gotta remember, I've also never been out of the country. I've never been out of the United States. So. Steve. You've got to get out. I know, but I've also had nobody to go with. So that's the other thing. Like if I want to go to a place like Cabo or some of these places they go to on The Bachelor, whether it's Bahamas or Fiji or something like that, that's something you got to do with somebody. I'm not going to go by myself. That's not going to be fun for me to go to Bahamas by myself. That wouldn't be fun. Well, yeah, like a romantic vacation. Yeah. Don't do that. But like you should go to Europe. Like you could go to like. By myself? Paris. Yeah, Paris or like London or 
I don't know, somewhere like that. I don't know. That'd be honestly, I think it's cooler to do that by yourself because then whatever you want to do, you can just do the sites you want to see, you can see. Otherwise, like with someone else, they're like, oh, I want to go see this. And you don't care about seeing that at all. So, yeah, yeah. I just, I just, you could go with a group. They do like singles groups. (laughs) God, I wouldn't do good in that. (laughs) That's not for me either. Um, I just, I I have no interest. I just don't have any any interest in going to Europe by myself. If I'm going to do a trip overseas or if I'm going to do a trip, I'd rather do it with somebody. And yeah, just seems to be more. And I and I think I would be more open to doing sightseeing stuff if I'm with somebody. I just don't want to do it all day long where it's like, re- you know, we have a strict schedule of, OK, 11 o'clock, we got to be here. One o'clock, we got to be here. And then at 430, we're going on this tour. Like, no, I don't want that. Um, I just. I don't know. It's just. I'm I, I I'm, like I'm jealous of your have... I'm jealous of your the vacation you had in Cabo because that's exactly what I would do if I was there. I love that. I feel like we need to have a bachelor style show for you. Um, we had the reality Steve dating contest back in 2011 and it was a fucking disaster. No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that what that didn't work. Um, I think it was. I, I think it was 2011. Oh my gosh. We might have to save that for Did our next like podcast. Actually, meet them. Five different women on five different oh. weekends, almost back to back to back to back to back. There might have been one weekend in there where there was a break. Were there fantasy suites? If you consider my bedroom a fantasy suite, um, <laughs> it was. It just. I don't know what happened. And look, I'm not saying that I'm fucking Don Juan here, okay? I'm not saying that I'm the greatest catch in the world. But I can tell you, of the five women that I met on the Reality Steve dating contest back in, God, it was 2010 or 2011, long time ago. All five of those women that came out to see me, I either they weren't interested in me once they met me, or they were just nervous and didn't know how to act. Because... I never got the impression that any of them were into me and it just didn't work. And they were basically stuck here for two days with me. Now, granted, they weren't stuck with me. And they my... came to your apartment. Well, every single one of them got put up in a hotel. That was the deal of okay. every, that the deal was you get yourself out here. I will put you up in a hotel, which was literally less than a thousand yards from my apartment that I was living in at the time. And, you know, I'll, you know, we'll take you back to the hotel and then I'll, you know, we'll plan stuff and we'll, I'll come get you when we go do stuff. Did a couple end up back at my place at the end of the night? Yeah, but. But you're saying you didn't think they were into you. Well, because it was almost natural of, you know, you're right across the street. It's not like I had to drive 10 miles to send them back to the hotel. It's like, hey, like one of them, we went to a movie. I'm like, hey, why don't we just go back to my place and hang out for a bit? Okay. And then. So smooth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) it just it just didn't it just didn't work the the only time i saw all five of them was the time that i saw them on the day like i never saw any of them after it and like i said i don't know what happened i don't know if and i I, and i didn't think about it until after the fact but they probably did feel a little bit weird even even though they knew what they were getting into they knew they were part of this dating contest they knew I was seeing other people in a weekend before them or a weekend after them. 
Um, they just didn't seem into me for somebody were that they, on first. Did they I live know, like near you? No, all of them were out of from all around. Every every single one oh, of them was okay. out of state. That's where. I mean, I feel like that's the problem. It's gonna have to be like somewhere close to you. Or like y'all are going to have to all be in a different location where you're like not near your house because they're out of their comfort zones. You're in your comfort zone. That's I thought about that after the fact. I wasn't thinking about it in the moment with any of them. I yeah. just I just thought. But then after the fact, when I realized I was like, you know what? Maybe they were just this was just very too weird for them because I've been on first dates before and I've been on first dates with people that were into me and I just the way they act and acted and they weren't acting like this. And so I was just like, okay, maybe they're not into me. And then it just was, but it was tough because all of them booked a Friday to a Sunday. One of them even booked a Friday to a Monday. And there were three of the five girls by the end of Friday night. I was like, holy shit. I still have to hang out with her tomorrow and Sunday. Like I didn't, <laughs> it was bad. Like I was like, I, I, I'm not enjoying my time with them. And then I was like, okay. you should have had them all come at the same weekend. Then- the same week. Oh God! No way. And then, or like they would have to stay there for a week. Okay. Oh. Shit. And so, no. But here's the thing. So you see one, and then you can either be like, "I would like for you to stay in your hotel, or you can go home." <laughs> now that's just cruel. I don't even think I would do that. Would, no. I no. Listen, it is a bachelor style reality TV. Week. But I was also fronting the hotel. That means I'd have to front a hotel for five different women for a week. Like I didn't. Have I to... feel like we can get a sponsor for this. Okay, no. I... <laughs> <laughs> you really want this to happen? I just, I, I don't want to put myself through that because the first one was so bad and awkward, and I was on very bad, awkward first dates. It just didn't work, and it probably, pr- probably some of it was my fault. I'm not saying I wasn't at fault. I'm sure I was. It just, every single girl that came out here, one of them was from North Carolina, one of them was from Chicago, one of them was from Houston, one of them was from Southern California, and one of them was from Florida. So they all... Have they ever followed up? No, because once they they got home, once they left for the weekend, there might have been an email of, hey, you know, thanks for coming up or whatever, and, but never much of a follow-up after that. Uh, Here's a great one. I'll I'll even tell you this, even though it's embarrassing to me. So one of the yeah. women, so one of the women, <clears throat> she was the only one of the five, I think I'm almost positive. She, the, it was the second night. I was like, this was probably the one I was most into, I guess, but there were still some things about her that she just seemed really shy or whatever. But anyway, the first night she stayed in the hotel, the second night she stayed in my apartment and mm-hmm. she stayed in the spare room of my apartment, which was fine. I was like, okay. I woke up the next morning, gone. Had ma- Had made the bed, gone. No note. Was she hammered? Is no. that why she stayed in the spare room? No. Wasn't hammered. Left the next morning. Text, was uh, the hotel uh, night? Oh, yeah. No, it was an A-loft hotel. It was part of the W. Yeah, I put them all up at the A-loft. And no note, no nothing. I wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning. Gone. I don't know. I had no idea when she left. Never heard her leave. I got an email from her when she got back. And she just said, this was the one, I believe, from Houston. So she just drove back. It was three and a half hour drive from Dallas to Houston. She emailed me when she got back and she's like, hey, 
you know, thanks for, you know, thanks for this weekend. I had a good time. I just decided to leave this morning because I had to be somewhere and I didn't want to wake you up. And I, at that point I was just like, okay, it's bullshit. She doesn't like me or she's not into me. And it never really went anything anywhere after that. <clears throat> just, I was like, oh, okay. But anyone that would leave without telling me or tell me the night before, I think I'm going to leave in the morning. You know, I won't wake you up. Don't bother, you know, she just left on her own. I could just tell that she obviously wasn't, it wasn't working. For well, her. see, I don't know if that's true. Cause like Steve, that's my move. That's your move? That's what I do. Yeah. You mean dead? I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> and my two relationships that have lasted the longest, that's what I did. Like in the early stages of dating? Like first date. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, if she was into me, I, she certainly didn't express it because it's not like she said in the email or I can't wait to see you again. Like it just never went anywhere after that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it just, what it didn't work. It just did not work. And, you know, it's whatever that's, but I'm very, that, that experience is what leads me to never wanting to go that route again. I just, I can't, it was just, it's too weird. I remember the first girl that came out. <laughs> I remember the first girl that came out when we were at lunch, I picked her up in the airport. We went back to the hotel. She dropped her stuff off. I said, let's go get lunch. Okay. And she asked me at lunch, what number am I? Like, which, because she knew that it, I had narrowed it down to five because I had said that in the email chain. I said, I'm narrowing it down uh-huh. to five. She goes, what number am I? I go, you're actually the first one. And and she was. And then she was like, oh, I guess I, guess I have a, you know, a standard to set or a bar to set for the other ones. I'm like, yeah. I was like, okay, this girl seems into it. And then she was a lump on a log for two days. It was awful. Just the wasn't... pressure just got to her. <laughs> yeah, maybe the pressure got to her. Or maybe, like I said, maybe the more they hung out with me, they just didn't like me or didn't, I, I don't think. I think I, you're being too hard on yourself. I think this was just like a weird situation. Oh, it definitely was weird. Uh, but if they were into me, they didn't express it even after they were gone. They didn't say I I had a, I don't think any of them said I had a great time. I don't think any of them said that was awful. I, I don't want to see you again. But, but like, I don't know. were you super into any of them? There was two that I could see something developing with, two of the five, uh-huh. but three, no. But then again, I wasn't into them because I didn't feel like they were into me. And I wasn't, I didn't want to push something that I didn't feel was there. Like, like I said, I've been on first dates before where I knew someone was into me and none of them were very open. And I'm not talking about sexually. I'm not even going there because it didn't happen with any of them. I did not sleep. Uh-huh. I'll be the first to admit, I did not sleep with any of them. Nor was I expect. Yeah. Nor was I expecting to. Um, it just didn't work. <laughs> like it, they weren't. They, they weren't flirty. They weren't open. They weren't like I said. I, I know what it's like to be with somebody who's into you, and none of them acted that yeah. way. So that's. So that that in turn led me to not act like I was into them because. How how did this come about? Did you create this contest, or did uh, someone else? Create- someone else did, but I ended up being major the major part of it. Yeah. Someone else came up with the idea and I was like, I don't know about that. And then they talked me into it and I was like, okay. And I just had people I'm send really in an email. I'm upset that it happened without me because what? I think I could have been like a really good Chris Harrison. <laughs> well, I, this also, I mean, this was, when, when was Brad's, what year was Brad's season? It aired 2011. That's why I'm like, what? I feel like yeah, I would have remembered that. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, yeah, I started, I, I knew who you, I knew of you and 
right after your season and all that stuff. I don't – God, I can't even remember. I'd have to go back and – you know what? I have – hold on. I have the emails right here. I still have all the emails. Um, I could just look – I don't need to read the emails, but the dates right. of uh, – oh, what did I – what folder did I put this in? Crap. Uh, dating contest? I think, I think I put dating contest. What was What was the name of the contest? It was just the reality Steve dating contest. Oh no, it was two thousand. That's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was two. Oh, it was two thousand. It was two thousand. It was summer of two thousand ten because the emails that came in looks like August third of two thousand ten. So yeah, this oh, okay. was almost ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, these were old, wow. old, old. Feeling like a reboot. <laughs> <sighs> I just. Oh, it's just too. It's too awkward. Um, <laughs> See, we kind of set you up at like a Cabo hotel. Yeah. The girls come and stay yeah. for a week. Yeah. There's and, only And then they would fall three. then they would fall they they would fall in love with the idea of just like the women on the bachelor. More more involved with the idea of hey, we're staying at a sweet resort in Cabo and not oh, I'm into Steve. Oh, we're going ziplining well, today, just... Steve? Oh, wow. And then it just turns into this fantasy thing. I don't want that to no, be No, listen. First date. You're not going to go on fantasy dates. You're just going to lay out by the pool oh. and drink. <laughs> oh, okay. That's See, that's the other thing why I wanted to do it this way was because I wasn't taking them out, and I think I even said it in the email. I wasn't taking them out and doing stuff. Like I said, look, there's not going to be – like we're not going to do all this cra- – it's like, hey, we're going to go to the movies. We're going to dinner just like normal people would do when they start dating. You go for coffee, you go right. for movies, and dinner. That's what I did yeah. with pretty much all of them. And right. – yeah, it just it just <laughs> it just didn't turn out well. Anyway, that boy, we got off on a tangent there. It's almost twenty minutes on my. I, the I think hunters. that leads in really well to one of the calls, though. Which one? The catfish. <laughs> oh, the catfish. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, our second caller, uh, Lisa in Virginia, was catfished, and she tells all all about it. And then our our first caller that we'll get to right now is uh, is Courtney in Pittsburgh. So. Uh, let's just, uh, get to Courtney time to get to our caller. Her name is Courtney. She is in Pittsburgh. Courtney, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Doing good. Hi, Courtney. So let's, uh, let's get started with your story, Courtney. Uh, what's your issue? And, um, you know, we'll listen in and we'll come in when we feel we need to. Okay. Um, So I'm a recovering IV heroin addict. I was 20 years old. I'm 27 now. I've had a few years clean, sober. Um, But when I was 20, I just, I fell in love. I met a boy. I, and that's where it begins. I got my dream job at the time that I met him and we fell in love. We we hit it off instantly. I moved out, <laughs> moved in with him after a month. And this is where the drugs come into play. And this is where I want people to know, like, the signs to look for. You know, I was 20. I had no idea what heroin even looked like, like, really anything about it. And... I started noticing, like living with him, noticing like spoons would go missing or, you know, him going to the bathroom. And so I got curious. I'm asking questions 
and it, and it comes out. He says, I'm a heroin addict. You know, and at the time I'm like, what, what? Like, I didn't know what to do, what to say. I, I, my first instinct was I can help him. I can help him get through this, which that was my first mistake. I wasn't going to be able to help him. I, I got sucked in myself and it ruined my life, guys. It really did. And, you know, so, so we, so, so we both start using, this is like summer of 2012 We're we're both using, um, he, he has an overdose, um, that fall for the first time he goes to rehab, he's sober. I get sober. Like we're not seeing each other, but we're communicating. And then we move back to our hometown. I'm from West Virginia. Um, and actually, it's like a big drug epidemic going on there. Um, Harrison County, it's it's so bad. Um, but that's where all this started. And that that's where all this happened. And we, where do I go from here? He, so he overdoses. I stay in West Virginia. He's in Colorado. He's in rehab in, in Denver. And then the next year we move back in together and we're, we're going at it again. We're just getting drugs and this went nonstop. We're moving around. We're jumping. We're moving to Birmingham. That's where he was from. We're doing drugs in Birmingham, like just crazy off the wall stuff. Didn't have a dollar to our names. We're living with friends. I'm calling my parents just awful living awful and my mom is a diabetic we're stealing her needles like really messed up stuff and like talking about it now it's like it's like another life <laughs> you know I'm married now and I have a three-year-old and I have a great life and it's like talking about it like it really freaks me out, like, just knowing that, that that was the life that I lived, like, it was not good, and, um, you're not, you're so, not, you're not married to this guy, are you? No, okay. no, no, I'm not married to this guy, no, um, actually, that boy, um, he actually, okay, so, I'm, me and this boy broke up in June of 2014, and I met my now husband in August of 2014. And you know how guys are. When they find out you have a new boyfriend, boom, they want you back. And so it's just a coincidence that my husband now is from Alabama also, from Tuscaloosa, though. They're from two totally different areas. But um, Roll Tide. Yes, roll tide. And I can't wait for <laughs> Hannah B's season of The Bachelorette. I'm so excited. Um, but so I met Cody, my husband, in August. And I knew from the moment I met him, I was going to marry him. And I swear on that. Um, and honestly, meeting Cody opened my eyes. And I was like, wow, like, I could really have a good life. Like, I don't have to keep 
doing drugs and because I got even worse after me and my ex broke up I got even worse and then I start dating Cody and of course my ex wants me back he's doing all the things to get me back and I fell for it and I did I fell for it I was in love with them both and I I wanted like the crazy life with my ex like the wild like drugs getting high and then but I also wanted like this good life with my husband and it was so messed up and I was I was going back and forth back and forth and then I'm not kidding guys the morning of so Christmas happened it was Christmas uh 2014 and then that next morning I woke up and like I had plans with I know it was so bad I had plans with my ex and I had a gut feeling he was staying at a hotel I knew what hotel he was staying at and I just, like, he wasn't answering his phone. And, like, I just had a bad feeling. I jumped in my car and I, I ran down to where he was. And and he, he, he had overdosed and he was dead in the hotel room. And, um, mm. you know, and, the and like, the this, this story is obviously much deeper than that. But I just, like not hearing from him and then like I just like I had a I had just knew I wasn't with him when it happened but you know so then I got even worse you know so about two weeks into the new year into 2015 me Cody got us a house he was like we can do this Courtney like we can like we can do this like we can get past all of that and we can move on from this. And we did. He got us a house. We moved in together. Um, but I was still using secretly and going to my parents, always asking for money, like pretty much drained my husband's bank account at one point, like just really messed up stuff I was doing. And then finally, my parents and my now husband, they put their foot down and they were like, no, like this has to stop. This is it. You're done. You're going to rehab. So they didn't send me to like an inpatient rehab. I went to like a outpatient program. I had drug screens, therapy, group therapy. Um, and it was like a daily dosing program. And I was on Subutex. Subutex did help me. Um, Subutex is it's a drug to help you get off of heroin similar to methadone but not um but it really did help me now you can abuse subutex and i have abused it in the past you know before i really knew what it was for and things like that and um you know so so then i get pregnant that that May and everything was great. Baby's healthy, perfect. Everything is great. But then after I had the baby, uh, I had him February, 2016. And after I had the baby, I don't know, like things were good for the first like five or six months. And then I just started back on my old ways, you know, <sighs> just so I was still on the Subutex, so I couldn't do heroin because it's an opiate blocker. So I was like, hmm, what, what can I get my little fingers on next? And so then I had like a Xanax problem there for a minute. And I'm popping Xanax. And then 
I run out of my Subutex medicine. I never went back to the doctor, run out of my medicine. And I'm like, I can get high just one more time. I'm off my medicine. I can actually get high. Nobody will know. And I manipulated my very best friend and, and she had no idea. And I went and I stole my mom's needles and I was at my mom's. My husband had taken my baby to my in-laws and I was like, nobody will know. <laughs> yeah, right. Everybody can tell. Like, that's something that addicts don't like. You're like, mm, nobody will know. Yeah, girl, everybody knows. Like, and, and I, and I overdosed. So I thought, oh, I could just, yeah. So thank God my mother knows me like the back of her hand. She's like, where we always watch the voice every Monday night. And it was on a Monday night. And she's like, where is court? And my brother was like, you know, she said she wasn't feeling good. Like she's in the bathroom. Well, my brother came to check on me, knocked on door, wasn't answering. He, and it was bad. I mean, they said a couple more minutes and I, I would not have been so lucky. I mean, but like how selfish of me. Like I, my husband had just proposed. My husband had just proposed the month before. Like what is wrong with me? Like, oh, you're, but that, you're an addict. I mean, yes, I am. And I always will be. And it's a struggle every single day. And I have to tell myself, like, and see, like, I didn't have like a bad childhood. Like, there was nothing that made me like be like, oh, my God, my life sucks. I just want to I'm going to start doing drugs. You know what I'm saying? It was just I fell in love with a boy and he introduced it to me. And, and that's how it happened. And you know, and I know, you know, it was my own doing, you know, I could have said no, I could have walked away, you know, two years of my life, I just feel like, I don't feel like they were wasted, because I learned a lot. I did, I learned so much. But I turned, I turned everything around. And now I have, like, you know, I like I have food on the table like clothes and all the things we own a house we're married we have like all the things that you could need and want and you know I didn't have I couldn't even afford a cheeseburger like it was terrible bouncing around house to house living with friends this like terrible living like it's so sad to even think that that was my life you know well that that day that you overdosed how long ago was that that was December 2016. And you haven't used since? I have not used since. Well, that's good. I mean, yes, obviously it's I, a, obviously something like as strong and as powerful as that is a, is a is a day-to-day thing and obviously you're never out of the woods, you know. You know how it is and um Oh yeah. But I mean 2 years is I mean that's a Yeah. It's a hell of a start. Uh well, more and than I 2 felt, years, almost two and a half. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, this this December, you know, will will be three three years, and I, I would have more, you know, if I wouldn't have had that relapse. But you know, relapse is a part of recovery, but it's not an excuse. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Oh well, that's part of recovery. So I, you know, and, and actually, I, you know, I'm still going to the Suboxone doctor, um, and they actually gave me a prescription of the Narcan. Um, Narcan is actually what brought me back 
it's like a nasal spray um, that they just, you know, pump up two pumps, I think, and or one or two pumps in each nose. And actually they gave me a prescription, not obviously for myself, but if I'm, you know, out and about somewhere and somebody needs it, because like I said, I mean, it can literally be, I mean, you could be anywhere. I mean, we, I used to get high in the Wendy's or Hardy's bathroom. Like it's really, you just never know, you know, and it's, and, and, you know, people look at me and they're like, I can't, I don't understand. Like, I just, I wasn't like that. Like in high school, I was like a, like a goody good, like a cheerleader, like all, you know, I'd never, you know, like dabble, like I maybe smoked some weed maybe, but nothing like major. And for me to go from that to shooting up heroin, like that, it, it was just like, whoa, like, you know, well, it just shows it can happen to anybody. I mean, it can. You know, it does not matter. It doesn't, doesn't discriminate. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not. You're exactly right. Have you been able to determine if there are any certain triggers that cause you to relapse or anything like that? You honestly, I need to stop watching intervention because that. <laughs> That I feel like that's what happened. Like right before I produced in 2016, I had been on like an intervention kick, like just religiously watching it. Like so, so just watching people use. Yeah, hmm. and you know, like I said, my mom is a diabetic, so my mom and she's insulin dependent, um, dependent. So she has to, you know, give herself insulin shots. Yeah. So that, you know, like. You know, I just would rather her not, you know, do it around, you know, not that I would do anything, but, you know, I just, it's just, you know, like cringeworthy, like looking at it, like, ooh, I don't want to see a needle like ever again. Like, I don't even like getting my blood taken at the doctor, you know, so. Have you told her that? What is it? Have you told her that seeing her give herself an insulin shot triggers you? Yeah, I mean, I love me and my mom. We're such, and actually she was just up here this weekend. Um, you know, she doesn't like announce it like, Hey, I'm, you know, but if I like walk by and I like she, you know, she'll kind of just like do it wherever, but you know, I just kind of look the other way, you know, I mean, it's not, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's not like that serious, but, and, and, you know, and honestly, just, like talking about it like this is okay, but like, you know, in a group setting, if somebody's like, hey, let's get, you know, I, I can't guarantee that. Now, heroin, absolutely not. But, but as an addict, it's like, you know, you're, it's like you're always looking for, I want to get high, I want to get, so I want to get something, you know, and, and I don't want to be like that. And that's why I'm on the Suboxone because they, they, they crave those, you know, they're a blocker, but they also crave that, or, you know, they, what's the word I'm looking for here? They help with the craving, if that makes sense. But you, there is a yeah. possibility 
just be careful. Just be careful with the Suboxone because you yes. can get addicted to that. Well, yes, absolutely. And, you know, and I've talked to my doctor when, like, like when is the right time? Like how long should, like, is this medicine? I know it's not long-term and I don't want to be on it long-term. I don't want to rely on this medicine for the rest of my life. You know, that's not something that, that I want. I don't, you know, I don't, I want to be healthy. (laughs) I want to be good and healthy and I want to, you know, live a long life. I know, you know, this is still a drug. It's still a medicine, you know, chemicals and it's, you know, how long have you been on Suboxone? So I started the the Subutex. I, I, so I started with Subutex, um, in 2015 and then, was off of it like on and off and now I've been on it I've been on the Suboxone since last year some last summer I started going back to the doctor so and this is something you take every day yes you you it is and actually I have a paper right here it's a a tablet you just stick it under your tongue every day and it dissolves and yeah um, and it's a blocker, you know, so but how, even long, how if, long are you supposed to be on it for? That's what we were talking about. You know, she, she said, whenever you, you know, up to you, but it's like, how do we get, you know, I have to lower my dose. So like right now she's got me on the highest dose, like 16 milligrams, you know, and then I'll have to slowly because I'll withdraw off this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so yeah. you take the Suboxone to, to help with, so that you don't withdraw off the heroin, but then it's like, well, oh shit, what do we do when, like, when we have to get off the Suboxone? Um, and she's like, you just have to wean yourself down, you know, start cutting the doses in half and, and go from there. And I'm doing therapy, which I like, I can just let it all out, whatever I'm feeling, you know. I have a great therapist. She listens. She, she does help me. Um, so things, things are going, are going really good for me. And I want to, now that I know (laughs) I can have a great life, I like, just because I had that past, you know, that doesn't define me at all. Like, yeah, I made some messed up choices, but I learned from them. I grew from them. And, you know, my husband, I, I did him the, the dirtiest, like, and he still loves me and married me. And, you know, and it's like, and, you know, he doesn't like throw things in my face. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, you know, that we're, we're done with that. Like, we're good. Like, you know, we're, do y'all see a therapist together? We do not. We do not see a therapist together. I don't know. And see, my husband, he has he, he he's never done drugs, like never even smoked weed, like nothing. He he has like a beer occasionally. He doesn't smoke like he's just he's amazing. I don't even know why. I feel like we're a good balance. Like I'm kind of the wild one, and he's kind of like you know the. The, the good one and he humbles me and he makes me want to be better like when I like I said when I first met him I was like oh my god I'm gonna marry that guy like I'm not even kidding and and I did 
<laughs> so. Well, I have to tell you, I mean, I, I understand you being so hard on yourself, but at the same time, I think you're pretty amazing too, to have been clean for two years and to make this effort and bettering your life for you and your child and working on, you know, beating back this addiction, which is not easy. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking this medication because this is something that is going on in your brain. I, I can't imagine what a heroin addiction is like, but I went through Xanax withdrawal and I have to tell you that that was one of the worst things I have ever gone through. So I can't even imagine. Um, So I think that in a lot of ways, you have to give yourself some credit. And I think that you've been hard enough on yourself. And I think you'll probably continue to be hard on yourself. But I think also you just got to be kinder to everything that you've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I am working on that. Like, I do feel guilty a lot of the times, um, you know, because I am a stay-at-home mom. My husband works full-time, and I get to stay home with, with my with my little one, and and I love it, and I, and I do, and I have loved the past three years with him, but I kind of want something for myself, and I feel like that might make me feel better. Like, um, like I'm thinking about getting into real estate. My mother-in-law, she's thriving at it and you know she she's like and you can even if I sold one house a month you know that that would help and it would give me something to be proud of for me you know um I think that sounds great yeah yeah I definitely want to do that and I and Cody my husband he's so supportive he really is but I want to be I want to be better (laughs) I want to be better you know than I was yesterday and you know, I know every day with that, I mean, we're all doing that. We're all doing that. We're all just trying to make it in this world. Like, so, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to let people know, like, you don't, you don't have to be stuck, you know, like you can get out and, but you have to try. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can be pretty, you know, hit that rock bottom. Ashley and I share a mutual friend, Craig Robinson, who went through this, who literally hit rock bottom as well. And he was on the podcast, my other podcast, and shared his story. And, I mean, there are people that hit rock bottom and it ends from there. And there are people that hit rock bottom and are able to, you know, get back up on the horse, so to speak, and, you know, move on and get past it. And it's not easy and it's a day-to-day struggle. We get it. But people like Yourself, people like Craig are living proof that no matter how low you get, it can happen and you can get through it. And, you know, congratulations to you for, you know, coming up on two and a half years now and and obviously keep it. We'll be in your corner and we'll be cheering for you to, you know, keep it going. And I I, I appreciate you sharing your story because I'm sure this wasn't easy to relive that. Um, it wasn't. I and know. I was so nervous. <laughs> at the beginning, but I think I, my nerves started to like calm a little bit. I just, I love your podcast, Steve. And I just was like really nervous. So. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. No need to be nervous. 
Um, but I, I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing that. And it's, it's a story for, you know, somebody out there that could be involved in something, maybe not as serious as heroin, but addicted to something. And, you know, how do I get out of it or whatever? Just know that you can, it is possible, but you, is it easy? No, it's not at all. And it's especially like, you know, the physical aspects of it, you know, where, if you give up something right away that you've been doing for years, yeah, you're going to go through withdrawals and it's going to feel awful. Um, but you eventually just know if you don't go back to it, you you will and you can get through it. And, uh, Courtney, we appreciate you uh, coming on and, and sharing that story with us. Oh, I appreciate you allowing me to. So thank you guys so much. No, thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well... That was tough, um, but Courtney in Pittsburgh, I, I don't know how you, um, you know, get, I, I mean, I'm, pr- I'm proud that she's been able to do that, but it's, it's certainly not easy. Like, like I mentioned in the call about, you know, Ashley, you and I know Craig, and, you know, that was something with Craig that we didn't know he was going through it until he told us, you know, right. we had no idea, and his was, his choice of drug was cocaine, and he was spending a lot of money on it, and you know, if you listen to the podcast, he had hit rock bottom as well. And you can get through it, but is it easy? Not at all. And you're going to have to rely on other people. And you know, she said she felt a lot of guilt. Um, I, I've never been on drugs, so I can't really speak to it of how she feels. I just know of people that have, and I know it's not easy to kind of all of a sudden just quit, you know? Well, and I think her story is so important because it's such an epidemic right now. Yeah. So many people are going through this exact same thing. So I think it was important for her to come on here and tell her story because I think it's something that is affecting so many people's lives right now, whether they're addicted or they're trying to support a family member that is addicted it's just, it's tough. Yeah. No, um, I don't get it. Uh, it's, it's, like I said, it doesn't discriminate. It could hit anybody. Like she said, she right. was just, she had a normal childhood. She was a cheerleader in high school and then this happened. But just know it can get to anybody. And it's, once you go down that road, it is not an easy road to get back on track. Uh, you can definitely, the wheels can come off very quickly especially something as strong as heroin, you know? Um, but I'm glad Courtney shared her story. I'm glad she was able to get through it. And obviously we will be checking on her, uh, in a couple months just to, just to make sure things are going well with her. But, uh, thanks again, uh, to Courtney for coming on. That was a really cool story. Uh, and cool to see that she has, she has come out positive on the other side. So, um, thanks again to Courtney and, uh, let's get to caller number two. All right, let's get to our second caller. Her name is Lisa. She is in Virginia. Lisa, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Ashley. Okay. Uh, let's. You sound just like you do on TV. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ashley, you... I'm not like Crystal. I don't change my voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's... Uh, Lisa, tell us uh, your situation, what happened, and uh, we'll we'll take it from there. Okay. 
Well, um, around in uh, October, I guess, um, I was catfished by this guy on the internet. Um, you probably know what that means, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so I was contacted. I had just joined this online website, Plenty of Fish. Yes. You're probably familiar. But anyway, so this guy contacted me <clears throat> on this website and um, I was new to online dating and I didn't even know, know that catfish catfishing existed. So basically um, I had all the red flags that I should have known that somebody was catfishing me, but because I was ignorant, I just didn't realize it. So anyway, um, we proceeded to have like this online relationship for around a month and a half. And, um, and then um, he made this request of me that was very fishy and it felt like it was the beginning of a scam and um, I actually got on 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 the internet and I just started looking up like internet scams. Yeah. And I got on this website with a million pictures and I actually found his picture. Oh wow. So was this yeah. this thing that his request of you was it I'm guessing it was something money related? He wanted money from you? Well, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't money related, but it was like, like the first step to getting to be money related. Uh, like he made up this stupid ass lie about him needing my address because he wanted to make me a business partner for blah 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 blah. And I said and I I was like, I haven't even met you in person. I think that's a bit premature to become business partners. I'm sure you'll understand. Yeah. And and then he backed off. Like all of a sudden, like before it was like every day, like lengthy emails professing his love, blah, 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 blah. And as soon as I said no to that, he got like all squirrely, you know? And he actually disappeared for a couple of days, and I thought I wasn't going to hear from him. And then he contacted me again with an even bigger lie about why he he had been absent for a couple of days. And it was, like, so clear that this guy was lying to me. And um, and then I found his picture. And then the story gets even worse. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I can't, that's why I needed to tell you guys this, because it was just like this incredible story. Um, I put, I, I found this Facebook page for people who had been catfished. And so I put his, um, a video that he had sent me. Um, I put his video up there. He's actually using his, his real pictures, um, fake name. And I put his video up there and I said, this guy catfished me, you know, be aware. And then a few months later, this woman contacted me who saw his picture on that Facebook page. And she said, oh, my God, I've been talking to this guy for four months. And I said, well, he's a catfish, you know. Um, And then I don't know how she found this stuff she's a really good researcher but she found a story about him where he had scammed this woman out of fifty nine thousand dollars oh my god wow yeah yeah it was on it was on a tv show in south carolina this woman did an interview she didn't use her name because she was so embarrassed and um he swindled fifty nine thousand dollars out of her, her thinking that he was going to pay her back. 
And then he just disappeared. And come to find out, this woman who contacted me, she did all this research. I don't know how she found this stuff. She found him like on a million social media pages and stuff like that. It turns out he's gay. <laughs> he's gay, yeah. And um, he's got this fantastic body. I mean, you sh I should have known, you know, no straight guy is going to look like that. But um, he's got this... <laughs> He's got this great body. He's really sexy, blah, blah, blah. And um, he makes a living out of out of doing this. And he's based in Berlin, Germany. And um, I contacted the TV station and I gave them all this information, his real name, his his phone number, his email and all this kind of stuff for them to give to that woman so she could, you know, press charges or sue him or something. And she never contacted this, the, the TV station again. She didn't take the bait. OK, I've got a few questions here. <clears throat> All right. First off, when you started talking to this guy in this hour and hour and a half, stop laughing. This is serious. <laughs> in this in this month and a half that you were talking to him, did he ever? Did you ever Facetime him, or did you ever see him when you were talking to him? No, I never Facetime him. But that's just because I'm shy about that. I mean, I probably could have, and it would have been fine. But he would have not done it because he wouldn't have wanted you to see him, right? Or oh, he wanted to send me tons of pictures. I mean, it's his real pictures. Did you ever find out, or did that researcher ever find out his real identity, like his real name? Because obviously, the name he was using. Yes. Oh, she found out all that. Yes, stuff. his real name, his real address, his real phone number, and I wanted to like you know have this woman try to press charges or sue him. You know, but she never, I mean, I don't think I can call the FBI and say, well, I want to make this claim. I don't know whether I could do it in her stead, you know? Huh. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what can be done now. I mean, it. it it's... Yeah. And I don't want to give my name to the FBI. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just well, don't want about... this. Is the show Catfish still on? Yeah. It's... I feel like you should, like, send all this info to them. To who? Catfish, the to television the... show. Yeah, the show Catfish. Oh, the show Catfish. I contacted them. Oh, you did. And um, they tried to contact me back, but I um, my phone died, and I... I didn't have that phone number anymore, and I missed their phone call. And then I... Facebook, I, I texted them back and I said, this is my new phone number and they never called me. But Catfish, <clears throat> I got addicted to that show, believe me, after this happened to me. I was like, I have to watch this show. Yeah. But the thing is, is that they, they deal with a different type of Catfish. They deal with people who they I can actually go and meet, you know, and and all this kind of stuff. They don't deal with like real criminals on that show. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is true. The more it's, it's more about the... The dating guy, the guy yeah dating stuff and the guy from the town over or whatever um sometimes it's out of yeah. state you know sometimes it's out of state but i you know i watch that show and it is fascinating because some of these people say i can barely hear you steve you can barely hear me how about now yeah how about now it's a this is the same i mean i can kind of hear you but it's if you could talk louder that'd be good um how about now <laughs> I mean, my my mic is my mic is turned all the way up. A lot better than you. 
You're actually cackling away. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, my mic is turned all the way up. There's no more. There's nothing more I can do. Um, <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. Uh, You're the softer <clears throat> spoken one. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to like the the, the signs of a catfish is he did exactly what like textbook like he said you know contact me off you know off the website you know here's my email he wanted to get off that website right away he made up a bullshit reason why he had to this guy went through he 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 could he should be a novelist i mean this this (laughs) amount of stuff that he made up he actually told me that while we were we were corresponding that his mother died and that he went to the, you know, he described her illness, the funeral, you know, almost what people were wearing. I mean, it was like, it was in such detail. He was so believable um, every step of the way. I mean, like many, 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 many details about a fake life. That seems to be what the catfish do. That seems to be that their MO. And if you watch the TV show, these people are just... Because literally that's what they do for a living is catfish people. So they have to come up with all these fucking stories that get you to believe them. And usually it's a story that makes, you know, it's a sad story that makes you feel for them as a person. And yeah, and that's what he did. It's crazy. I feel like like you should make him a Facebook profile where you put up like all of his pictures and you put up like all of the lies and things like that that he told you with his name so that if this is happening to other people, they can find that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? No, I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) Okay. You would create a Facebook profile for him where you could upload like every single picture he ever sent to you. Like just go ahead and put them on his profile put like in his bio and all that stuff all the but yeah. if i put his real name then people won't find it because they'll be searching for his fake name maybe you could put both <laughs> yeah he uses he changes his name all the time oh. depending who he's talking to i mean he's like got like five names oh <laughs> Yeah, this guy's a professional. Uh, this guy's a prof- this guy's a pro. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I just, like. I just think it's so ironic. Like, isn't Plenty of Fishes? Isn't that like a Christian dating website? Is that a Christian? No. Oh, it's not. Why did I oh. think that? No, it's that's free. That's why he's on it. Oh. That, no, okay. that's 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 Christian. That's ChristianMingle.com. dot com. That's the Christian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? That's what of? I'm thinking of. Yeah, ChristianMingle.com. Yes. And yeah. that one that we did with the the single mom, I think that was the other one that we talked about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Um, oh, yeah. No, that's a I, catfishing is such a. I mean, the show on MTV has been on, I think, almost ten years now. Like they've been doing that; it's been going on forever. And you think since Catfish, the TV show, became more and more popular, that more and more people would see that show and realize I realize i could be being catfished and yet here we are in 10 seasons in on that show and it's still happening i know i know it, it. Can and happen I know. to anyone yeah I, I he's ripping women off as we speak you know 
It's just made me so angry. I mean, number one, I really fell for him like an idiot. And so my heart was broken, you know, when I found out. Yeah. And, um, and then after I got over that, and then I found out that, you know, I didn't give him any money, but can you imagine if I had, I mean, there's no way I would have given him any money, you know? Yeah. Um, I joke around that I'm Jewish. Jewish people just don't give money around like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. At least you have like a good I just give my money to somebody I don't know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what about the Lisa, what about when you guys were having that month and a half conversation, had you either suggested or had he he ever suggested, hey, we should meet we should finally meet each other? I mean, if he's telling you oh, he loves he was, you on this stuff. He, he was always overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He claimed to to be from my area, but he had this, you know, job that he made up um that he worked for Bain's Capital Investment or something like that. I even called their HR department to find out whether somebody with his name worked there, and the woman and I talked for like a half an hour. She said, she goes to me for a reference or because someone's trying to, to take money from you. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? I mean, she knew what I was calling about. She said all these women have been calling there fi- trying to find out if these fake people work there, that they're, that this, I guess, a group of people had been using that company. Yeah. Wow. Is it, uh, is it Bain Capital who, like, Mitt Romney used to own? <laughs> I have I no know. idea. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was he, like, where well, have I heard that before? Oh, yeah. oh. Well, anyway, so he claimed to be like this fund, you know, investment, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and working, you know, <clears throat> he was always overseas and, um, it, be, it became very suspect because he said that he was going to, you know, this country. I'm like, okay, you know, and then all of a sudden, he um, says he's got to go to Dubai. I mean, like when, the, like the third trip, I was like, um, "Come on, you know what I mean?" Like I was like pr- pretty much losing patience with him. But he actually said that he was retiring to spend time with me, and he had never even met me. Of course, he was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> guys- retiring from catfishing. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's I, it. Sucks so, it. Ha- it sucks that it happened to you, but it's a good thing that you, like you said, never gave him any money. Never ended up flying to meet this guy because who knows what would happen if you actually met him in person. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good thing that this was this was kind of nipped at yeah. the bud before it got any further. So be yeah, careful. I know, but I felt I it felt like a major fool, and also I just feel so bad for all these women who who he is taking money from. You know, I mean, I can't imagine actually <clears throat> agreeing. Like he makes up these stories that um, what does he say to all these women? I forget how he 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 swindles them out of their money, but he says that he has to like oh, he, first he asks for them to transfer money or something. Hmm. And then he says, oh, well, I've got um, logged out or something like that, so I need to borrow the money. And so that's what he was going to get me to do because he said something like, we were going to be business partners, and so the money would go through me. So he did mention money. And when I heard that, I was like, what what is he, you know, 
what kind of operation is he talking about? You know what I mean? It was just like bizarre. Yeah. That he's a professional so, scam artist. I mean, he's, he's a pro at this. Like it's, there's no yeah. other way around it. He knows what he's doing and knows yeah. how to go about doing it. And unfortunately some women have fallen for it, but good thing that you didn't. Thank God. That yeah. You're smart. Yeah. I just wanted like, you know, the women that listen to this to be aware of, you know, those kind of scams that go on because I was completely ignorant about it. Oh, for sure. No, I'm sure people listening. See, I you know. think the opposite. I don't think you were ignorant because you got on there and researched all that stuff and found all these women. And I think a lot of people are just so trusting that they wouldn't even have thought to do that. So I think the opposite. I think that you were smart to like for this to happen and it didn't go as far as it did with no, that but other I lady. For, I fell for the, for the L word. I mean, I, I believed someone who had met me was, and he was telling me that he loved me. Can, I mean, I can't imagine, I can't even believe that I did that. You know, I yeah. fell for it. Yeah. You no. know, he he's a really good writer. He's very well spoken. He's intelligent. And oh my God, it was like And his banging <laughs> body, right? And his banging body. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that didn't hurt for sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't fault you. <laughs> yeah, I stared at those pictures for a while. <laughs> so, anyway, well, that's my story. Well, thank you, Lisa, for sharing that with us, and hopefully, some women out there in the middle of possible <laughs> online, on, on, online relationship right now that are talking to somebody. If there's any red flags, and this person has been two, three, four weeks, maybe even a month and a half, and you still haven't seen this person in person or on a FaceTime, just know something fishy is up. Because if a guy wants Absolutely. to see you, he ain't going to wait that long. He's not going to have numerous trips overseas. Like, just keep your just keep your right. ears open. So, Lisa, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much for joining okay. us and sharing this story. It was story. fun talking to you guys. All right, thanks. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks to Lisa for that phone call. Uh... It's amazing to think the catfish has been on the air as many years as it has. You would think people would see it and be like the second somebody started saying something to them that seemed a little off or couldn't pull up their video or whatever that people would not get caught up in that. And yet it still happens, Ashley. I mean, I I'm surprised that people still have like the balls to do it because it's just so easy to find out now. If yeah. someone is catfishing you, especially like to try and do a scam now and you can get in so much trouble. Yeah. And I don't, the second you start showing interest in somebody, whether it's on a dating site or whatever, and they tell you their name, especially someone that you don't know at all. I mean, you would just normally, most people just Google that person. And if you find nothing on somebody on the internet, that should be the first red flag. And then if you yeah. do find stuff on them, then it's like, okay, well, this is who I'm talking to, but I still want to see them in person. And it's like the second the lies start coming, and, oh, my video's not, feed's not working and whatnot. It's like, okay, that's where you should know I, that. Uh, I mean, don't happened. you miss the days when, like, a Nigerian 
prince would send us an email and try to scam us. Please. People are doing this now on dating sites. (laughs) Please, please send me, um, forward it to this address and all that stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that doesn't, it's weird that that just kind of ended. That doesn't happen anymore. I don't see any of those emails anymore. No. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I used to get them all the time. Yeah, it's like I, I used to get those emails all the time. I'd be like, I'd look at them and be like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, what? Why would somebody that I don't know I just send a bunch of money to? Like, I don't know. But they obviously got some people, or else they wouldn't have kept doing it. Or maybe they just sent out five hundred thousand of them, hoping for one yes. You know. Uh, but God, that was those were the those were the days. Um, so thank you to uh, Courtney. Uh, for coming on and sharing her story, and then Lisa with her catfish story. Thank you uh, to everyone who's been listening. Sorry it took a month to get you episode 18, but our schedules weren't great. I was out of town, then I was sick, and then Ashley went out of town, and yeah, we just we couldn't coordinate. So um, yeah, we'll be back. We deserve vacation. Yeah, we deserve a one month vacation. But we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully. So if you want to be a part of the show, please email me. Please email Ashley or DM us. Contact us in any way you want and let us know what times on your in, what times are best that you can record and what your subject is that you want to talk about. And we'll, uh, we'll hopefully arrange something and have you on episode uh, number 19 in a couple of weeks. But uh, again, Ashley, thank you very much for uh, we're finally getting this episode done. And uh, we will Ooh. talk to you soon. All right. We'll be Bye. back in a couple of weeks. All right. Talk to everybody later. See you. He's telling me no. He's dragging me down. He's leading me on and stringing around.